Hey, all you out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. Hey, everybody. Welcome to When TV Was Great. I'm your host, Alyssa. Thanks for joining me. So, um, it's been a really shitty weekend. Um, we had to put our dog down. He was 14, Chucky. Rest in peace. Went over the Rainbow Bridge on Friday. We're on Sunday right now, so it's only been a couple days, and it has been hard. Um, especially since it was right before Christmas, so that sucked. Um, just been busy getting the presents wrapped, getting everything in order, getting all the groceries. Uh, Christmas is so stressful. Um, so today I'm going to be, uh, reviewing Full House and it's season, sorry guys, season two, episode nine, entitled Our Very First Christmas Show. Original air date, December 16th, 1988. Okay, so what I usually do with my Christmas shows is I go over the toys of that year and oh man, this brings back some memories, you guys. The top 10 hottest toys of 1988. Well, what do you think the number one is? I mean, let's just take a guess. (laughs) Nintendo, of course. With the Duck Hunt gun, we had the uh, Nintendo with the power pad and the Duck Hunt gun, of course. It it came with the Duck Hunt gun, I think, right? With every, all of them. We had the power pad though, like where you could do like the hurdles and stuff. Oh my God, it was so fun. Kind of like um, the Nintendo Wii, a little bit. But uh, it was a pain in the ass because it would slide all over the place when you tried to use it. But man, some memories right there. Got some great memories. Number two, Barbie. Yeah, I probably got a Barbie in 1988. So in 1988, I was... Nine. Had to think about that for a minute. (laughs) So, um, I definitely got a Barbie when I was nine. I, I had Barbie till I was, I was like, I was like 12. Okay. Number three, micro machines. Yeah. I remember we had a lot of those and I remember the commercial, the guy talked really fast. Micro machines. Remember that guy? Number four, Pictionary. Oh my gosh. We used to play this at all of our uh, family get togethers and they also had Pictionary Junior. I, th- that's not on this list, but it came out like a few years after that. That was fun too. I used to play Pictionary with a, um, a dry erase board. That was really fun. Okay, number five, real Ghostbusters <laughs> action figures. Evan, my brother, definitely had all of these guys. Let's see, I'm trying to think. Which ones? <sighs> he had, he had, I think he had them all. Uh, number six, G.I. Joe action figures. Now, I, I, I have a question though. Sorry, I sh- I'm going back to number five. So the real Ghostbusters, is that the card? That must be the cartoon. Did we watch the cartoon? I don't remember if I watched a cartoon or not. Um, maybe maybe my brother did, but because um, they don't look anything like the Ghostbusters. I'm looking here. I mean, I can kind of see Bill Murray, but he doesn't look anything like him. I can see Egon. Um, I can't remember the other names right now. I'm terrible, but I do love Ghostbusters. I haven't seen any of the new ones, and I p- probably won't. Like, I haven't seen the girl Ghostbusters movie, and I haven't seen... Uh, whatever the new one's called with with his daughter or something with uh 
Egon's daughter. Is that his name, Egon? Am I, do I have that right? I don't know. Um, okay, G.I. Joe. Yeah, Evan had G.I. Joe's. Um, number seven, win, lose, or draw. I remember when that was on TV. So I'm guessing that that's the home game and it came out after the TV show came out. Um, number eight, Hot Wheels. My son loves them. They are, st- he, he, he has them. We get them every time we go to the store. My husband spoils his kid with Hot Wheels. Uh, number, okay, we definitely had these. Number nine, starting lineup action figures. Yes. We had all the footballs, all the baseballs. I think we had a couple basketballs. The, the picture on here in the picture is Warren Moon from the Oilers. <laughs> probably had that football card too number 10 dolly surprise i don't remember dolly surprise and it doesn't really give you any any like synopsis or anything it just that's it just pictures okay i'm trying to think what i got for 1988 christmas i mean how would i i don't know i know that we got our nintendo in 1987 which it came out in 86 and I don't think anybody got the, like, anybody that I knew got the Nintendo till like, 1988. This Christmas was probably when they all got their Nintendos. We got ours a little early, so that was pretty cool. We were, like, the first on the block to have Nintendo. So everybody would come over to our house. It was pretty cool. It really was. It was a pretty cool invention back in the day. Okay, so I'm going to tell you why I chose this episode to review. I'm, I mean, Full House, especially the first couple of seasons, were so corny and so cheesy and so, ah, you know, lovey-dovey. But uh, the reason I picked this one is because I vividly remember watching it uh, when it first aired, but not at home. I watched it in the car on a little uh, portable TV, black and white portable TV. You had to, like, move around just to get a good picture. We watched it on the TV and we were on our way to celebrate Christmas. We, we used to go to my grandma's house like a week early to celebrate Christmas, sometimes two weeks early. And then we'd have our Christmas at our house with my parents. But uh, we would always go uh, on a trip to my gra- grandma's house and that's when we watched it. And I just remember so well, I remember this this episode so well because... It's just, it was one of those memories you just, you're not going to ever forget, you know? You can forget if you watch it at home, you're just like, okay, I watched it, I'm going to go to bed now. But when you watch it on a portable TV, and by back then, portable TVs were kind of not popular, you know? We got one, I don't remember when we got it. My, my dad had one, and we would take it with us. And now, you know, now you have, like, those TVs that go, they have, like, screens and cars, you know? But, uh that wasn't the case. It, it was, it ran on like D batteries at you know, the big old chunky batteries and it had a little antenna and we had to keep moving it around. I kept it right towards the window to get a clear picture. It still wasn't that clear, but I remember hearing it, you know, and kind of, kind of seeing it a little bit when I, when it would, you know, come in it it that's just kind of why I chose this episode it was so memorable for me it still is every time I watch it I think about that that night when we watched it and um you know I told you my my podcast is it's called when tv was great and not not always tv is great but 
I'm very, I'm a very nostalgic person, you know, and that's why I started my podcast because I like to reminisce. That's why I always look like to look at the music from those, from the year that the the TV show came out or the month and whatever. But, uh, so yeah, uh, sometimes I don't have the best episodes, but I have the most memorable episodes, you know. So and then sometimes I have the best episodes. Like I'm gonna be doing the Pine Barrens of Sopranos. That's like the best episode. That is definitely when TV was great. I'm a, I don't know when I'm going to do that. I should do that like next month because that's a good wintry episode. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get started on Full House, our very first Christmas show. So it starts off with uh, the family posing for Christmas picture. And I'm guessing it's probably like one of those cameras that has the tripod and it has like a little timer on it. You guys remember those cameras? I mean, they still have them now, but back then you had to like... <laughs> it's so different now because now you have a timer on your phone you know you just set it up you do a timer on your phone you're done but like with the cameras remember you had to like you know like uh with a film you'd have to like roll it back is that right I haven't I haven't had a camera in so long but you used to have to uh like slide it do you guys remember that and that little clicking sound man I swear kids would never know what that thing is if they saw it they'd be like what's that but yeah, I mean, we, we lived it, didn't we? So that's where it starts with. They're getting a picture and uh, super cute, super cute picture. Um, and then we start the episode. So Danny's recording himself. Like he does this a lot in the show. He's recording himself like, oh, so today we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to do this. And he's recording saying they're going to Colorado for their very first annual Tanner family Christmas reunion. And my first thought is, that's a lot of people to buy presents for, right? Can you imagine going to Christmas reunion with your entire family and have them hand you a present? You're like, oh shit, I didn't get anything for that person. (laughs) You can't even imagine. And and then uh, Joey and Jesse walk in and they're carrying all the the luggage. And... um, Apparently they're going to, I mean, yeah, Jesse is family, but Joey's technically not. So it's kind of surprising to me why he would go, but okay, you know, whatever. I guess friends could go to family reunions, which is kind of weird, but um, they're all going and uh, apparently Joey is supposed to play Santa Claus. So he has a Santa suit in his bag. He's like, I've been practicing my ho, ho, ho all week. And uh, then the girls come down and they have to, you know, stifle it. And Stephanie is so worried because they think that Santa's not going to visit because she's going to be not at home. She's like probably eight, seven or eight years old here. I I understand what she's talking about. When I was about that age, I probably would have thought the same thing. Santa's not going to know where I am. So uh, this is... uh, this is like the main concern she has. Trust me, Steph. He'll be there Christmas morning. Well, just to make sure, I do this map for Santa so he can find me. He's got the North Pole. You are here. San Francisco, Stephanie was here. In Colorado, Stephanie will be here Christmas morning. And this is a bird named Tony. <laughs> There. Perfect. 
Michelle, could you keep a secret? I can't see you. Great. I've been dying to tell someone. I found out where Dad hid all our Christmas presents. I just happened to be wandering through the crawl space in the attic. Guess what? I'm getting my new CD player, Stephanie's getting her roller skates, and you are going to be rolling in new toys. Toy! You promised you wouldn't say anything, remember? And here's the Tanner fan. Did you guys ever do that? Look for your per- Christmas presents in your parents' closet, in the garage, basement. I did it every year. <laughs> Whenever they go out or I knew, you know, I mean, I guess once I was older, you know, and they used to leave us alone, I used to go look for the presents. And uh, I remember one time, a uh, couple, t- couple different times, actually, that I... I remember the, f- the first time I found out Santa Claus wasn't real and I went in the garage and I saw two bikes and I'm like, mom, there's bikes in here. And she's like, shh, because my brother was still, you know, believing in Santa. So was I. But uh, I found out that Santa didn't exist once those bikes came to us the next morning. <laughs> So that was kind of the end of my innocence there. Um, but, you know, we always we always kept playing that, you know, there was a real Santa Claus. I would always leave cookies out. And my mom uh, would all, you know, obviously somebody would eat them, my mom or my dad. And we she always said, this is, you know, this is your Santa gift. Or Santa left this for you. I remember one year I got a lava lamp. That was really cool. I really wanted a lava lamp. One year I got a beanbag chair. Uh, one year I got an art easel. Um, yeah, I got a bike. Uh, one year I got a Cabbage Patch Kid. That was pretty cool. Uh, but one time I did see my gifts. I used to see all the stocking stuffers. My mom used to hide everything up in the top of the closet or behind like a whole bunch of like a pile of clothes in the closet. Um, one time they hid some stuff in the garage, like just out in the open. Okay. (laughs) And I saw that I had a, um, I think it was like a 90210 calendar. And I was like, oh my god. I'd always have to, like, act surprised, you know, fake it. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I was definitely DJ when I was a kid. Probably about her age. I don't know, she's about, like, what? 11? Let's see, she goes into junior high in season 3. So she's probably about 11 or 12. But, uh, yeah, those are the good old days. I still try to figure out what people got me for gifts it's really funny I still I still cannot wait for Christmas like ever or birthday (laughs) but Christmas mostly yeah I had a really bad problem with that when I was a kid so the next scene they're all on the plane and Stephanie's really cute she's like I made a sign for Santa so he knows I'm here and it says Stephanie the sign says Stephanie on board and she puts it on the window super cute she was actually really cute until maybe she got to like, I don't know. She was a cute little girl in the first couple seasons. Michelle, too. That last scene that I just played with Michelle, she was really cute, too. Uh, but there's, uh, so Jesse's parents are going, too, because Tanner, 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 
I guess they're going too. But they're not part of that family, are they? Because Tanner would have been Danny's family and not Cochran or whatever. They Okay, so Jesse's family, well, Jesse changed his name from Cochran to Katsopolis. And uh, I think this happened like in season two, which I think we're in now. I mean, we are in now. I don't know if it was season two or three, but he, he changed his name to Katsopolis, or the show did. I don't know. But, and, you know, Jesse, as we all know, was Pam's uh, brother. And it's funny, when I did the Thanksgiving episode a couple weeks ago, or about a month ago now, I <laughs> I completely forgot to talk about that scene where Jesse was upset because it was his first Thanksgiving without Pam. Because you know how Danny was upset? Because, you know, everybody was upset because it was their first Thanksgiving without their mother. And then Jesse kind of has like a little cry about it. <laughs> and I completely forgot to put that in my podcast. I don't know what happened there. You know, sometimes it happens where, you know, because I don't watch the episodes ahead of time. I watch them while I'm going. And I just, I just spaced it. But so we know that Jesse is Pam's brother. And Jesse's parents, obviously, are Pam's parents. And for some reason, they're going to the reunion as well. So I don't, I don't know. I guess everybody's just invited to this thing. Anyways, they're on the plane with Jesse and they're, they're, you know, pestering him about that they don't have any grandkids yet. And I'm like, he's 24 years old. I think he's got a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and then Rebecca... Uh, what's her last name uh Becky oh my gosh I'm totally blanking guys Donaldson Rebecca Donaldson she's Danny's uh anchor co-anchor on the new show on the wake up San Francisco show and she's going to Nebraska they're on the same flight going out of San Francisco airport I love San Francisco airport by the way um I don't know if that's the name of it but I have gone there many times on connecting, like, as a, con, uh, what's it called, a uh, layover, and it's a nice little airport, it's really, it's a really pretty uh, fly in there, like, you can see all the bridges when you're flying over it, and it's just a nice, quiet airport, it's very quiet, I mean, at least the times I've been there, maybe it's more busy, but um, I really liked it, and you can, of course, get Ghirardelli, and clam chowder, you know, I don't like, I don't eat clam chowder, but they're very famous for their clam chowder, Fisherman's Wharf. All right, so Rebecca's going on the plane, like I said, to Nebraska. So they're all on the same plane together. Then Joey walks in with Michelle, and he says, say hi to all the people. That's, what, that's how I am with, with my son, Preston. Say hi to everybody. Hi, people. And uh, they sit next to a guy who's, like, kind of grumpy. And, you know... <laughs> When I, I just flew um, a couple weeks ago, when I went to Oregon, I just flew, and there was a baby, probably two months old on the plane. He was so good, he didn't make a peep, man, at all. And if you think about it, like, those babies are going to cry because of their, their ears, you know? Their ears are, like, popping when they get up to that elevation. But this baby was so good. But I know there have been screaming babies on many flights, uh, you know. And people just, they don't like to see babies on flights. But how else are you going to get the kid there, man? I mean, what? You're going to drive them? That'd be a hundred times worse. Flying is so much faster. It's just, 
so expensive and so time consuming because especially if you fly, and this is me, I don't like to fly out of LAX. I hate LAX, but it's the quickest way to get somewhere because it's just one straight shot. You know, if I fly out of my hometown, uh, it's, 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 (laughs) there's a lot of, uh, lot of layovers. And like I said last week, I got, uh, delayed. So I had to kind of deal with that. And I got to see, um, a little bit of Phoenix, but not much because I was, (laughs) I was in and out real quick. Okay. So let's continue here. Oh, and I just want to mention Danny's still taping the shit. He's still taping the whole experience. The camcorder is like the size of a... God. A basketball. It's huge. And it's got this big-ass lens. It's one of those old camcorders. I don't know if it was like the ones with the, the mini cassette tapes or videotapes or the... What was they called? What were those called? I don't remember what those, video, those little tapes were called. Um... But the coolest video cameras were the ones that actually recorded on actual videotapes. Because then you didn't have to connect it to the TV, you know, to watch your stuff. I remember going on vacations with my parents, uh, Grand Canyon specifically, and we had one of those big old cameras. And this is around the same time, like 89, 88, and I think it was 89, we went to Grand Canyon, and... And uh, we would take our video and then be like, well, I want to watch it, Daddy. And we would hook it up in the hotel room and watch it there. That was like our entertainment. You'd have to bring all, this, all the cords and all the adapters and all that crap. But we, uh, that was a pretty cool thing. We, we could like watch, you know, now you got phones, you can watch whatever the heck you want, you know. But back then, I sound really old, don't I? 1989. <laughs> So long ago, you guys. I can't even believe it. Ugh. Anyways, um. So that is. So so I just want to talk about the video camera. Sorry, and it's always really funny to see stuff like this on on uh, old TV shows, the big video cameras and the big old TVs that are not flat screen anymore, and uh, the the cordless phones. I mean, I watched 90210, and I see all that stuff there still, and that was, like, early 90s, so Full House was even earlier than 90210, and you just, you know, and, oh, and the girls are dressed really cute, by the way. They're wearing, like, Christmas, DJ's wearing a Christmas sweater. They always looked really cute. They always dressed really cute, and their hair was always, like, on point, and, you know, it's eight. it was, it was in the, it was late 80s, which was the big hair time, you know, and so DJ always had really big hair. Stephanie always had really big hair and the bangs were curled and they looked really cute. I mean, I don't know if you could get away with one of their outfits today or their hair today, but you know what? I was thinking, Hey, I'm going to get rid of these flannels. (laughs) You know, that, that style is never going to come back. Well, look now it's come back flannels and Doc Martens have come back. It's crazy. And overalls. I go into a store and everything is back. Can't believe it. I just wish I would have saved it all, you know? But I digress. So there's a problem. 
Oh, hey, you're sitting in my seat. I've got one B, child. No, I have one B, adult. <laughs> that makes three of us. It seems we've assigned three people to the same seat. <laughs> Silly us. Well, I reserved that seat three months ago, and that's where I'm going to sit. Well, I do have two openings in first class. Oh, I'll take one. <laughs> no, you reserved that seat three months ago, and that's where you're going to sit. <laughs> How would you two girls like to sit in first class? Okay. What is first class? Well, it's behind that curtain. It's a magic land where people sit in seats as big as sofas and eat shrimp cocktail. <laughs> okay, let's get out of this dump. <laughs> Okay, I have so many things to unpack here. You know, as somebody who just flew <laughs> during COVID, mind you. So basically, uh, what happens, you know, in that clip, DJ and Stephanie go to first class and they, you know, back then, I guess first class was a huge, huge deal. And now it's kind of like, oh, they serve alcohol. You know, they serve alcohol. They don't serve alcohol to economy class or whatever the hell it's called I, I don't know what the rest of it's called main cabin I don't know what they call it so back then it was like oh no you get ice cream and there's even a Seinfeld episode where he goes to first class and he gets ice cream and in the next scene they talk about oh we had lobster and ice cream what first of all they don't give you meals anymore well they might they might give it to you all like on international flights the last one I did was to Cancun and did I have anything? No, I don't think we got a meal. I think they had an option if you could buy it. You could like buy a sandwich maybe, but we didn't get a meal. We got a couple snacks during the, it was like a six hour flight maybe. I did get a meal when I went to Jamaica, but that was a long time ago. That was 2004. Uh Another thing I want to point out, because I I live in California, I've taken that San Francisco to Denver trip before, I think. I think it was a connecting... I can't remember. I might be wrong on that. But it's not that far from San Francisco to Denver. So why the hell would they be serving a dinner on a two-hour flight? I mean, these are the questions I, I ponder over, you know, at 10 o'clock on a Sunday night here. But no, seriously, like, why would they serve a meal so apparently the girls had lobster and uh ice cream that's a very strange combination and uh you know the guys on on the main cabin wherever the hell it's called had i don't know liver i don't ew <laughs> i mean when i was i went on my flights were very short i mean i think the longest was maybe two hours and i was offered pretzels and soda or a drink you know no alcohol drinks even though I really wanted one because I was like on vacation and I'm like come on but they didn't have it during you know it's because of COVID there's a lot of things they don't do anymore they don't have those magazines anymore the Sky Mall magazine they don't have that anymore it's pretty damn boring and in, instead of like those little um they they didn't even my flight didn't even have uh headphones or anything like that like you you logged in they get, you had wi-fi which was cool but you log in and you watch the movies on their their like website and i never tried to watch anything because i had plenty of stuff to do but it was uh 
the, the Wi-Fi was crap. It just kept going down, and I was like, this is ridiculous. I mean, you're only in the air for two hours. I mean, I don't need, you know, whatever, but it's changed quite a bit. Air travel has changed quite a bit. Anyways, <laughs> I just want to bring that up. <laughs> and then we get this next scene. Your attention, please. The captain has informed me there's a heavy snowstorm in the Rocky Mountain area, so we will be making an unscheduled landing. Oh. What? Sorry if I bummed you out. <laughs> Go, girls, hurry up, hurry up. Daddy, Daddy, we can't stay here. Don't worry, sweetheart. I'm sure we won't be here long. Ladies and gentlemen, Due to this totally incredible blizzard, Flight 411, that's us, will remain grounded until morning. What? What did you say? So let me be the first to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Oh no! What are they to do? <laughs> so they're stranded at an airport in a blizzard in Den no, not Denver, sorry. They were trying to go to Denver. They're somewhere else, somewhere in between San Francisco and Denver. And it shows everybody coming in through a outside door, which means that the plane didn't have a tarmac, which I thought was kind of weird. But I guess if it's like a municipal, I can never say that word, municipal airport, then they would land just, they would, I don't know, they would Un unload the passengers on the ground I don't know maybe that was what they did in the 80s who knows I did not fly in the 80s by the way so I really can't compare and contrast but I can just tell you like what I remember and uh you know the the flight attendant sorry Merry Christmas first of all why are they traveling on Christmas Eve why does anybody travel on Christmas Eve I mean seriously I mean, unless that's like, you know, they couldn't get the time off work. I understand that. But Christmas Eve? No. If you, if you want to be somewhere by Christmas, you need to plan ahead and go a little sooner than Christmas Eve. Because of stuff like this. Especially when you're going to Denver where it snows all the damn time. You know? San Francisco is always foggy. So sometimes they have flight delays there. But it's always snowing in Denver. And you have to allow for those issues, you know? <laughs> I'm just being so nitpicky about this. I don't... It's too funny. Anyway, Stephanie's bummed because, you know, she's like, we have to spend... No, DJ says, we have to spend Christmas at an airport. I'm with you, DJ. That would suck. But um, at least you're out of the cold. I mean, <laughs> it looked pretty cold there. I, I would I would rather spend it in an airport than on a damn plane. That's for damn sure. I don't like flying at all. So, you know, Stephanie's upset and then it goes to commercial and, you know, Danny's trying to figure out like what what to do, how to cheer her up and, you know, just what would you do? What would you say to your kid? Like, how would you handle this? It's out of his control completely, you know? There's nothing really that he can do. And he's probably going to, I think he says that too. There's nothing I can do. So uh, it continues and, you know, they, they try to, to cheer her up. And they're trying to cheer Rebecca up too, apparently. Look at Rebecca over there. She looks miserable. Now's your chance. 
Pop, what are you talking about? She needs comforting. Times of crisis always bring people together. Trust me, I met your mother the day Elvis got drafted. <laughs> Pop, that's taking advantage. I, it might work. <clears throat> Hi, Becky, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay, Jess. It's just that moving to San Francisco's kind of made me homesick. I was really looking forward to spending Christmas with my family. Ten of us kids gathered around a big turkey. This was my year for a drumstick. Well, I'm sure my parents would like to think of you as part of my family. It's been so long since I've seen everyone. You know, my little brother says Janice has really blossomed. Oh, yeah, is Janice your sister? No, my cow. I'm gonna call home again. Excuse me. What happened? She went to call her cow. <laughs> okay, that was kind of a cute conversation, I have to admit. Jesse's so cute. John Stamos, he's really cute in this, but man, he never ages, does he? He looks so good. Like, even today. He's like a grandpa, and he looks like not a day over 40 or 30, even, you know, some days. Anyways... I mean, I can kind of understand what Rebecca's saying. I was homesick when I first missed Christmas. Um, and I had I had family, but they weren't like my usual family I, I spend Christmas with. So it was a little different. I got lots of gifts, but it wasn't the same. Like, I have tra Christmas traditions with my family, you know? And I understand what Rebecca's talking about. So then... <laughs> Danny can't find, I guess they found all the luggage, but they can't find the, the bag of gifts that he checked. <laughs> so that's not good. <laughs> it's just one disaster after another, isn't it? DJ, I think you're old enough to hear the truth. The airline lost our bag with the Christmas presents. What? No presents? You mean they lost my new CD player? How did you know you were getting a CD player? Did I say CD player? Yes, that's exactly what you just said. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm not getting it anyway. Symphony was right. We should have never gone on this trip. This is the worst Christmas ever. This is not going well. Any ideas? I love Danny. <laughs> this is not going well. He's always so, uh, he's so good in this role. I, I know he's, he's so corny, you know, he's just, do you guys remember him on America's Funniest Home Videos? I mean, he was a legend on that show. He, he always made these jokes that were not funny, but it was just like, you just still had to laugh, you know, because he was Danny Tanner, because <laughs> he was doing both shows at the same time. He was probably making a lot of money doing two shows at the same time but Danny is like he he's just I don't know he just he's very dad like you know I know they had a, a original person for this role can't remember his name right now but I've seen the oh if you look at the uh the, the intro on the very first season you can see that it's a different person playing Danny in the intro 
And if you have the DVD, which I do, of Full House Season 1, there is the first pilot episode with the original Danny. I can't remember his name right now. I'll have to look that up after this. I mean, not that it really matters, but I'm kind of curious now. But So uh, the sound you heard at the very end was Jesse's mom, and I don't know her name, uh, you know, showing Joey, hey, we got the Santa suit here. And Joey kind of gives a little smile. So Joey's going to be Santa. Sit on my knee, Stephanie. You know my name. Well, I know when you're sleeping. I know when you're awake. I know if you've been bad or good. So why are you so surprised? I've tried so hard to be good this year. Well, I know that you've been cleaning your room and making your bed. Hospital corners. I also know that you ate that last slice of cold pizza that Joey was saving for breakfast. You do know everything. I also know that you've been very kind to your family and friends. Little girls like you make the world a lot better place. Come on, let's go see Santa Claus. Come Come here, little girl. Ho, 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 Michelle. Ho, ho, Joey. Oh, Michelle, that's not Joey. That's Santa Claus. See? It is Joey. (laughs) I love how, like, a two-year-old, maybe not even two yet, gives Joey away. It's so funny. Uh, You can obviously tell it's Joey. I mean, Stephanie's an idiot. Well, okay, but she's a little girl. (laughs) But, you know, I was just thinking about this. I believed in Santa Claus when I watched this episode for the first time, you know? And I was like, how is Santa going to get to Stephanie? You know, Stephanie was about, well, she was a little younger than me. I was in between Stephanie and DJ, their ages. DJ was older and she was cooler and pretty and, you know, Kind of like a role model, I guess you could say, Candace Cameron. But Stephanie was kind of, um, I think she was my brother's age. So, like, we kind of thought the same way, you know, a little bit. And I remember thinking through you know, in my head, yeah, Santa Claus. Well, Joey's playing Santa Claus, but there's a real Santa Claus, you know. And I still, like I said, I believed in him till I was like 10. So... And the funny thing about this, the way I watched this was I was traveling too. It wasn't on Christmas Eve, but it was close to Christmas. And I was like, huh, I wonder if Santa does come if I spend Christmas in another town. Just little thoughts that, you know, that go through your head when you're watching this episode at at, uh, eight years old. (laughs) Nine, excuse me, not not eight. So now everybody's upset because Stephanie's upset. (laughs) <laughs> and but they're all just like oh she's right this Christmas sucks so Jesse has to have a little speech here to pep everybody up and to you know make everybody uh, you know think about what's really important here poor kid what a rotten Christmas presents are lost I broke Stephanie's heart presents are lost <laughs> I won't see my family on Christmas or my cow. Did I mention the presents are lost? It's all my fault. If it wasn't for me, we'd be spending Christmas at home instead of in a baggage claim. What's the matter with you people? 
First Christmas was in a manger. They did okay. I mean, so what if we're stuck in this crummy dump? Christmas isn't about, about presents or Santa Claus or cows. It's about a feeling. It's about, it's about people. It's about us forgetting about our problems and reaching out to help other people. Christmas doesn't have to happen in one certain place. It happens in our hearts. So if you think about it, we could have Christmas anywhere. I mean, even in a, even in a baggage claim. DJ, what do you see right there? A coat rack. No. I see a big, beautiful Christmas tree. Joseph, what do you see back there? Vending machines. No. I see a Christmas dinner with all the trimmings. What do you see back there? Conveyor belt. No. I see... Okay, yes, that's a conveyor belt. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make here is that we can give these kids the best darn Christmas they ever had. And you know why? Because outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you who. <laughs> Come on. I mean, he's absolutely right. <laughs> Christmas is about a feeling. It's not about physical things, you know. And people, you're not always you're not always gonna have Christmas the way you want it. You know, there's gonna be some some setbacks. You know, you might not have a family member with you one year. You know, the the next year that you had them before the year before that, you might not. There's so many different things, you know. You might be going through a loss, like we're going through a loss of our dog, you know. Sometimes you won't be in, you're, you're, you're celebrating in a hospital. I mean, there's so many different, there's so many different ways, you know, uh, that a Christmas could go wrong. And I mean, I can think of so many that have happened to me, you know, and it's not about presents. It's not about the food. It's really not. It's just about what what I've noticed about Christmas is that everybody like cannot wait for Christmas. There are some people that hate it. You know, there's some people that hate it, but there are some a lot of people that just can't wait for it. And it just puts them in a good mood. And with this crappy world we live in, even Christmas can be fun. You know what I mean? It's just... I'm getting very philosophical here, <laughs> but he's right. And you could take a baggage claim area and turn it into a Christmas, you know, a Christmas celebration. And, and I was thinking though, I was like, I was thinking, cause I, I just had went through this. I was like, well, why don't they just get put up in a hotel? Well, duh, Alyssa, it's, there's a blizzard out. You can't go anywhere. That's why they're stranded. That's why their plane can't go anywhere. Duh. So, I mean, you know, you've heard of people having to sleep at the airport. I mean, this could be one of the reasons. You can't, you can't get out of there. there. You can't get to your destination. Like, even to go, you know, temporary destination. So, they try to make Christmas... Sorry, guys. It's been a lot of day. They try to make Christmas, uh, you know, as good as it can be in an airport. Okay, so it shows the next scene. They're all waking up, you know. Uh, they're all sleeping at the airport. Literally, they're all sleeping like some of us sleep are sleeping sitting up, some are sleeping laying down in those 
awful uncomfortable chairs that are probably really nasty and dirty. I would definitely put something over that if I put my face anywhere near those seats. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> um, but it shows the tree that they made. <clears throat> made, And it has, like, red Solo cups hanging from it. I, I don't know where they got those. Uh, some Like, some ribbons hanging from it. I'm guessing for maybe the gifts? I don't know. They just kind of made it look like like a full tree and they didn't they, you know you don't they didn't mention anything about like the food you know like they didn't go to the vending machine and <laughs> here here's a snickers bar that's your christmas dinner whatever you know but anyways they wake up so everybody okay they didn't wake up yet i'm sorry but everybody's asleep except for michelle a two-year-old is wandering through an airport isn't that great nobody's watching her they're all asleep i mean i'm thinking about my kid and if he was wandering around, it would be a very bad thing. He's a runner. So, uh, yeah, that would not fly. So she, <laughs> Danny's sleeping on the conveyor belt, which is probably where I would sleep too. Seems like that's the closest thing to a bed, possibly. He's sleeping on the conveyor belt and uh, <laughs> Michelle presses the button and Danny moves forward into the, whatever, the machine. Which, I don't know, wouldn't that kill you? I, I don't know. It doesn't. He comes back, obviously, but you would think that that would be kind of dangerous. I don't know. That's just my thoughts there. <laughs> so they all wake up and say Merry Christmas to each other. And then Danny shows back up on the conveyor belt covered in snow. And uh, apparently doesn't even realize he's still sleeping. That would be my husband. <laughs> covered in snow and he's still sleeping. <laughs> Rebecca goes to get coffee. This is such a funny scene. Rebecca goes to get coffee, and of course, Jesse's dad is like, go talk to her. Go talk to her. You know, uh, she's she's alone, and she's under, you know, she's right by the mistletoe, or she's under the mistletoe or something. And Jesse goes and talks to her, and, you know, he's, she says, you know, I'm really sad that I can't be with my family, but I'm glad I'm with yours. And he's like, yeah, I'm glad you're with us, too. And, and he says, we are standing under the mistletoe. And she says, yeah, and so she gives him a kiss, like, and it, like, a very long kiss, and the, the audience is like, woo, and then, <laughs> and then she says, I can't wait till we do that again, next Christmas, and Jesse's like, what the hell, and then <laughs> this lady, this old lady comes up to him, it starts, it starts, uh, and, like, just plants one on her, on him, so funny. I don't know. I, I forgot about that scene and I laughed out loud. I probably woke up my kid with that. Hi, Joey. Hi, Steph. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas, Stephanie! Wait a minute. Are you really Santa? Give it a tug. Ooh! It's a real beard! That means, that means, that means you're really Santa Claus! And I want you to have the merriest Christmas ever. Whoa, it's a Christmas present! Oh, Nino! <laughs> I don't believe this. <laughs> Thank you, Santa. Hey, but 
You probably want to change out of your Santa costume. I don't think so. You guys, come here. What do you make of this? Look at the screen. Merry Christmas, ho, ho, ho. Nah. I just saw Santa Claus flying away. You think? I don't know what to think. All I know is this turned out to be a great Christmas. <laughs> Let's go open the presents. Yeah. Let's go open the presents. All right. Thanks for the map, Stephanie. You're welcome, Santa. Come on, staff. We're going to open presents. Okay, a couple of things. (laughs) Uh, Santa came in through the the outside door, which is possible because, you know, it doesn't look like it's snowing anymore. So he came in on a jet (laughs) or an airplane, private airplane. And... So so basically what... uh, You can pretty much hear it in the clip, but... He, Steffi finds out he's really Santa, and Santa, like, magically appears their gifts, <laughs> you know, and they're all wrapped, and they're, like, kind of sticking out of the suitcase, just so, so we can see that those are the gifts, and then he, like, disappears, and then, you know, it's like, a miracle, <laughs> like, a lot of these TV shows back in the day. And I love how Stephanie says, Neato! That was funny. Because I remember that expression. Sometimes I say it. I say a lot of 80s expressions still. I say, um... Gnarly. <laughs> I say that a lot. That's gnarly. And, uh... And then... For some reason, there's a screen. I don't know what screen they're talking about. Maybe the screen, like... <sighs> what screen would have been there in the 80s? I mean, you have the screens that say, like, where the flights, you know, what the gates are for the flights and arrival time and departure times. I don't think that was it. It was like a... Like a... Um, old school IBM computer screen. <laughs> and... I mean, I'm thinking like, where, where the hell is a screen in an air, in a baggage claim? I I don't know, but they, they made it happen, didn't they? So it's a cute little ending. Obviously, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, wow, Santa found her. And that's all I really needed to keep it going for a couple more years that, you know, Santa Claus is real. And, you know, all these shows back then were always about like Christmas miracles, you know. I was just watching Charlie Brown the other day, and I don't, I wouldn't say that that's a Christmas miracle. I mean, I really love the theme of that episode. I mean, it's so basic, just basically, what's the meaning of Christmas? It's so commercial. He's so right. It is commercial, you know. But what is the meaning of Christmas? And Linus tells him, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful special. I mean, and I would have, I would have reviewed that. Except for the fact that everybody has seen it a hundred times and, you know, just, it's been done by lots of people. So, that is the full house and this is where I will be signing off for a couple weeks probably. Well, I might come back for New Year's. Um, 
I don't know what episode yet, but I might come back for New Year's for something. And there's a good, uh, I'm trying to think, there was a New Year's episode I was going to do last year that I can do this year. Um, what was I going to say? Oh my gosh, it's so, it's 1045, you guys, it's so late right now. I, I It's way past my bedtime. But, oh, I did want to talk about, before I um, go into my usual stuff, I want to talk about a show that I just found out about last night, and I talked about this on my Facebook page. It's a show on Showtime called Yellow Jackets, and I'd heard about it because I know Juliette Lewis is in it, and I love Juliette Lewis, like in anything. So I just decided to watch it because it came on right after Dexter, and... It was like on my streaming thing. It was like the next, next, you know, next, coming up next, whatever. So I said, well, let's see what this is all about. Because I saw, I knew that she was in it. And Christina Ricci is in it too, but I haven't seen her yet on the show. And it, it's like, I was totally like, um, glued to the TV because it takes place in 96 when I was in high school. And all the high school songs are coming back. Like, songs that I haven't heard probably since high school. Like, songs by Hole. Remember, you guys remember Hole? Courtney Love's band? There's a lot of different songs. And just, it brought me right back to those years. And, like, just the clothes and the posters in their room. But what it's about is a girls soccer team in New Jersey. And they're going to nationals, and I don't remember. Ex- oh, they're Seattle. Seattle's where the nationals are. And it's the night before they fly out. This is the first episode. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it's the night before they fly out. And uh, they the next day, they, they board a plane. This is not a spoiler. It's part of the preview. They board a plane, and the plane crashes. And they're survivors. It's, it's kind of like a Lord of the Flies situation, but just with the girl well I guess with everybody I think the boys are on the plane too that I think some of them survive I don't know I've only seen the first episode but what it does talk about and I'm not too keen on this is uh they do deal with cannibalism and I've never seen a live and I don't plan to see a live and cannibalism grosses me out and I probably won't be able to look at those scenes but that's what you got to do to survive and what the show's about is they kind of, it's kind of like a flashback. They flash back a lot to their, that, that year, like right before it happened. You know what I mean? And maybe, I mean, I don't really know exactly what is to come of this show, but uh, the first episode really talks about a lot. I mean, it covers a lot of stuff, you know, and you really get to know these characters from their adult characters, like from their childhood characters or their teenage characters to their adult characters. And, I mean, you pretty much know who survived, right? I mean, they they say, who, you know, basically who survived. Well, so far, you know who, who survived. So, I really recommend it. It's a, uh, uh, it, it's, it's been, uh, it had some kind of award attached to it. Like, some kind of, like, I don't remember exactly. I don't know much, too much about it. Like I said, I just found the show last night. But I had to talk about it with you guys because it's TV and it's also like a retro type of TV show. You know, it goes back to 96 and you know me and my nostalgia, 
I mean, they're playing with Smashing Pumpkins and Foo Fighters and just all kinds of songs that I grew up with. I, like, I was like driving to these songs when I was in, in 1996 because I graduated in 97. Yeah, so it's just really cool. Oh, and I guess uh, it's not a true story, which thank God, but I guess it's kind of modeled after the, the plane crash in the Andes. You know, the, the that real story where Alive is modeled after. So, I really recommend that. Um, my mom keeps telling me to watch this movie, and I'll probably watch it this week. It's called 8-Bit Christmas. And I guess what it's about is it's a movie, and it's on HBO Max, which is actually where I just watched this Full House episode. But it's on HBO Max, and it's kind of like a flashback movie as well. And they talk about... It's, it's 1986, Christmas of 1986, and like what the kids wanted. And it was the Cabbage Patch Kid. That was a big thing. And Nintendo. So they talk about those two things. She was telling me all about it. Like, she's like, you're going to love it. But she's like, your brother's going to love it. You guys are both going to love this show. It's totally up your alley. This is your childhood. I'm like, all right, well, that's that's all you had to say, you, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, you had me at 1986. I mean, I was... Um, well, let's see, I was nine, so I was seven in 1986. But I do remember a lot about it. I remember I remember when the um, Challenger exploded. I definitely remember that day. Anyways, I want to talk about that, and um, I will be back um, after Christmas. I hope you guys have a good Christmas. Oh, um, you can follow me on Facebook at When TV Was Great Podcast, and I'm also going to put the link in my uh, show notes at the bottom of the podcast. Uh, the listing for this podcast. I don't know what it's called. I think it's called a listing. I don't know. Episode description. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be back. If not the week of New Year's, the week after. Uh, New Year's is not a huge celebration to me. I don't really go crazy with that one. I I don't need to take the, the time off, you know. But Christmas is a big one. <laughs> and since my podcast is like recorded on Saturdays, this week was a little different then I mean Christmas is next Saturday so that's not going to happen but I want you guys to have a Merry Christmas be very safe you know don't think about the 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 material things think about the feelings and the emotions and the you know just like just like Jesse said and if you hate Christmas (laughs) that's okay (laughs) some people aren't in the Christmas spirit my I mean my husband just lost his that was his dog He's not too much in the Christmas spirit right now. You know, we're trying to get him there. We tried to go to, uh, you know, we went and saw Santa last night and we went to a Christmas festival and kind of worked a little bit, but it's just has not been a good year for my family, you know, and I hope 2022 is better. So uh, if I don't see you, I will see you next year, guys. <laughs> Take care and thank you for listening. Bye. The child, the child, sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light.